world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, here it is. It's 2024, whatever the heck that means. Sorry, a little bit late getting down here today. I've had, I have been fighting since Thursday night, the most unbelievable stomach bug. I feel really, really good and healthy, but I'm, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I've been racing for the toilet more times than I can tell you over this weekend. And I just, just got home. I thought I was feeling, or got home last night, thought I'm feeling better. And it, boy, it still, still hasn't let go of me. So uh, we'll do the best we can here this morning. Thanks for joining, joining us. Uh, Man, a lot of stuff to talk about. Day of New Beginnings. Is it a day of new beginnings? 2024. Does that really matter? I, I came home, went to bed last night about, I don't know, early nine o'clock. I didn't stay up and watch the thing come down. I didn't do uh, shoot guns and do I didn't do I just went to bed and slept and I got up. And if somebody didn't tell me that today was 2024, I wouldn't even know. And to be honest with you, I don't even really care. Because it's just another day, another day, another brick in the wall, another day that we stand up and and uh, we see exactly what's going on all around us. We have to ask ourselves this question. Hold up, John. It's the theme of the guy. Holy Spirit gave it to me just as I was coming down. I was looking kind of for a theme. Psalm 11.3. Psalm 11.3 asks this very, very poignant question. In the Lord, I put my trust. And he said to my soul, flee as to a bird. Your ma- <clears throat> flee as a bird to your mountain. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string that they may privately shoot at the upright at heart. Now, hang on a minute. Who might that be? They might privately shoot at the upright at heart. Hang on a minute. We're talking about two groups here, aren't we? What's that first group? For the wicked. The wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string that they may in secret, privily shoot at the righteous, at the upright in heart. And then the psalmist asks this very, very profound question. It's kind of my theme for the 2024. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? See, it's not, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? It's a, what are we going to do? Foundations are destroyed. What are we going to do? Privily means what? Oh, my goodness, John. Look at that. In the word deep, privily. False teachers among you who shall privily bring in damnable heresies. Wow, wow, wow. So foundations are destroyed. Flip Benham gave the most unbelievable talk on that this week, and I'm going to bring that up here a little bit. Uh, what can the righteous do? What can the righteous do? So here, I didn't even tell you everybody we were going to have a show today, so I don't know how many are going to join us, and it's all okay. I got some notes I made I want to make. Uh, Betty was there. Mike was. Uh, Mike Blake rode down with us. Clay was there with us. Johnny Burkeem was there with us. It was, all, it was all good, and a bunch of other street creatures, and I thank Brian for putting that whole thing together and letting us come and address him and speak to him. And, and uh, Every time I'm around men of God, I, I enjoy it. But I really enjoyed this weekend. You know why? Because I got testosterone all over me. Testosterone. Wasn't a sissy in the crowd that I know of. It wasn't a guy standing up on the crowd. Anywhere that I think this whole weekend with these street preachers in Charlotte, North Carolina, I wasn't anything. I don't think one time I heard anybody say that uh, how much Jesus loved you and that he had a wonderful plan for your life. I don't think I heard that even one time. Not one time. I'm going to get into some of that here today, so bear with me if I can if I can make it. 
Uh, I mean, I may have to take off and run and see my Uncle John. You know what I'm talking about? It's been crazy. I can't even tell you what it's been like for, for about four days. And uh, I want to make give a note right now to the transform your temple people. Those are the ones that we're going to, uh, I don't want to call it a diet because it's not a diet. We're going to transform your temple. And we're going to begin it tomorrow. So I've got you, I've got you guys on a, an email list. And I'm going to send out an email to you today with some instructions so you know we're going to start tomorrow because today is January 1st. And everybody likes to eat a bunch of junk, so go ahead and eat all the junk that you want to. And we're going to believe the book, begin this thing tomorrow. So if, if you're interested in being part of that, transforming your temple, just email me. Say, Coach, put me on that list. I'd love to, I'd love to be part of it. Imodium, I try to – I put that other stuff in there. What's in there? Somebody just put Imodium's AMPM or something like that. I try that other stuff. I can't even tell you what it's been like. I didn't know a guy could hold so much water inside of him. That's – I'm not trying to gross anybody out. It's been, it's been unbelievably crazy. I'm looking at my notes. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, so we're going to transform our temple. Those of you who are going to try to tra- regain, regain our, our temples, we need to do that, friends, especially in the days that are ahead of us here. I wrote down here, uh, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of top-down government. I'm sick and tired of it. Sick and tired of it. Here in the state of Ohio, I don't know if you guys saw this, this weekend, our Republican governor, Michael DeWine vetoed a transgender homo pervert law. He vetoed. Yep. Our Michael DeWine, the same guy who shut was the first governor to shut Republican, first governor to shut down over COVID. Michael DeWine. Michael DeWine. Remember that name. Uh, our legislature, the Ohio legislature, passed a legislation to protect us from the LGBTQ. Are you with me? They protect us from them. Uh, uh, by the way, with a majority big enough to override the governor's veto, by the way. And Governor DeWine, the same governor who told all of us to put on masks and social distance and trust the doctors, now says he has to talk to more doctors about Gee, many the deep, uh, deep effects of maybe uh, d- doing this to some ten-year-old child. In other words, Dewine wants to go ahead and cut their dingers off. He's okay with cutting their dingers off. He's okay with it. And girls, boys and girls sport. I, I'm sorry, I'm all over again this morning, folks. Uh, the foundations be destroyed. What can the righteous do? See, it isn't as I said. Oh, well, what can we do? Hey, what can we do? I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, okay? I'm going to talk about that. Uh, transform your temple. Pastor Bill Dunphy's got a big month coming up. I'm so, I'm, I grieve every day about Isaac Yoder, and I thank those of you out there who are sending Isaac Yoder uh, money, cards. Some of you I know are getting cards back from Isaac Yoder. I know he appreciates it. He's been there in there, what? Uh, he's been in, gone on two months already. Can't even imagine what that life in there would be like. We're trying to, we here at Coach Dave Live, we're financially supporting the, uh, uh, his family. Why is he in jail? How can he be in jail? And how can we let that continue to happen? I'm, again, man, I'm cooking this morning. And so I'm going to be talking some this week, not today, but maybe more later this week about Bill Dunphy and what's going on. I got some more insight on some other things. And uh, what are we going to do? What? The foundations be destroyed. What can the righteous do? I'm looking up here. I know, Clay, are you in here? Or Betty in here? Anybody want to give their little feedback from the, I had a great time. I love Mike Blake. I love Clay. I love Betty. I love uh, Johnny Bikin. I love the saints. I love the new saints that I met. Something so encouraging about getting together. That's why so much I'd love for as many of you as you can to make it to sky high January 20, is it 20, what's Friday is that, Johnny? 26, 27, 28, just for the fellowship. Come and sleep on the mat, sleep on the floor. We'll have a great time together. We all need great encouragement this time. Can I tell you why we need it? Because we are coming in to a time in America like we have never seen. We've never seen. And you are going to be more needed in this battle than you have ever been needed. And the Lord's going to have you more equipped. Some of you have been in here being trained and equipped for for 2,000, what did I say? 2,054 shows. And you are more than ready, more than able to do what it is the Lord has called you to do. And it's time for you to become more than just a spectator. It's time for you to step up and amp up 
and begin to make a difference because people are going to need to hear your voice, the voice of truth. They're going to need to hear that. Well, I heard that, Lord. Thank you. And any time in our lifetime. I don't know what uh, 2024 is going to be like, friends, but we're in a war and there's an upheaval and there's a revolution. There's an underground revolution going on on both sides, really. And uh, we've got to get ourselves prepared. Uh, did anybody raise their hand? Clay's got his hand. Go, come on in there, Clay. God bless you, Clay, and thanks for coming. And thank, thanks for all you're doing and all you're trying to do. And the zeal of the Lord is good. Go ahead, brother. Thanks for the invite. Hey, yeah, it was a, a great weekend. And like you say, uh, not only being around testosterone, but being around doers. Uh, I want to be, uh, I think, I think most of us would like to, to be doing something when our master comes back, Amen. And, you know, when he comes back, uh, it's fine if you take a rest and you're sitting around watching a football game, but I'd rather him see me out doing something. And, uh, and trying to further the kingdom when he returns. Amen. And the thing about these guys is the street preachers is uh, they're just like you, you said, coach, they're a different breed. So they don't have to have a church building and they don't have a, have to have a lot of funding and they don't have to have a choir or anything else. And they can get out and spread the word. And one thing uh, that we did this weekend was uh, somebody came in the building and said, uh, there's street preachers up on the corner, up on uh, up the square. And now here, here we were having a street preaching conference and the street preachers out, out up the road. So at lunch, we went up there. Uh, Brian Cranford and I walked up to the top of the hill and found these street preachers and told them, hey, you, do y'all know that you got a uh, kindred of the kingdom down there? You got you got. You got other street preachers right down here at the railroad tracks meeting for, and they said, we didn't know anything about it. Said, well, why don't you come up and fellowship with us? And so here, here, here about 30 minutes later, they brought them and their whole family about, uh, I don't know, probably about 10 of them came walking in the door, men with their kids and their children. And there were street preachers and they got to know other street preachers and connect with them. I just thought it was awesome. Clay, that was, as you know, that was a message that I tried to, that I tried to bring that if, Look, street preaching is great, and God, I can't believe uh, the men who give their lives and how hard they do it. But, folks, it's about making disciples. It's about making disciples. And every one of you, every I'm talking not the street preachers. I'm talking to all of you looking at me today. Do you have a network? Are you making disciples? Do you have a network of people around you? Because that's the only way that we're going to be able to do this. You have to expand your territories. It said expand the stakes. And, and sometimes we're looking in the wrong places. Sometimes we're looking within the church. And it might be your neighbor. It might be the guy at Walmart. It might be somebody you bump to on the street. That's why, in my opinion, it's important for us to wear some form of Christian identification garb when we go places. I'm not trying to promote hats and shirts, but I can't tell you the number of conversations I begin because of this when I walk in someplace and somebody say, says it and they'll say something and it starts the conversation. So look, we're in a time and a place where people are afraid. And they're afraid, number one, well, they're afraid of a lot of things, but they're afraid of their government for sure. And so they want to lay low. They're not going to be vocal in what what's in their heart. But I want you to know they are out there more than you can ever understand. The fields are white until a harvest. And I'm going to dig into some of that stuff here as we go on. Thanks for going, Clay. Thanks for who you are. Thanks for the sacrifices you make. Thank you for the willingness to serve. I'm going to tell you something, friends. The Lord will not use you if you're clinging to the world. If you're still in love with the world, and the things of the world, and nice compliments about what people are going to say to you, I'm telling you, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen, okay? Just telling you that. Look, I'm going to I'm going to be gut honest with you here today. I'm still having stomach issues. If I have to get up and go, you understand why I have to get up and go. Make clay. Maybe you can pick it up and keep the thing running if I have to. My dear friend, Johnny Burkeen. Johnny Burkeen, I love you so much, brother. You're such an encouragement. It is so good every time I see you, and I thank you for making that however long that was. John, 500, 800-mile drive, however far it was for you to go from J.S. Mississippi to, to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Come on in here. Not Atlanta, I'm sorry. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Come on in here, Johnny. And, uh, tell us what, give us a report. Yeah, it was a little less than 800 miles. It's 700-something, but it was a, a long trip to drive by yourself. 
but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I, the national treasure is the right word for you and Flip Benham and uh, James Weber, but you know, I just gleaned so much from you guys and, and the rest of the guys there. You know, it was just iron sharpens iron, doesn't it, John? Iron sharpens yeah. iron. So you guys fired me up. I'm ready to come back and and uh, try and get some of the guys around here to go stake the high schools around and uh, you know do start doing some actions and. Uh, Amen. Amen. And, hey, Johnny, it gets lonely out there, doesn't it, bud? Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, uh, I'm I'm sending something here. Hey, hey, Jeff. It gets lonely out there, doesn't it, brother? It's get lonely, man. It gets lonely. Don't give in. Look at this. I got to show you. Hey, Johnny, I don't know if you saw this. I snuck over. Flip Benham gave the most unbelievable presentation. And I, I, I noticed this before. Can you guys see on your screen? I walked over. Flip Benham laid his Bible down. And I went over. And I opened it up. And I took a picture. Johnny, can you make that any bigger? And I, I felt shamed again. And I asked my, yeah, I just sent you a new one. There you are. Look at that. Do you look at those notes in Flip Benham's Bible? Is that unbelievable? And I'm going to tell you, every page you turn, it looks like this. Notes that he's made, things that he's studied, something, somebody, you look down there, it says Esther, uh, Esther 30 makes a, makes a comparison. So when he's reading and he's doing a teaching, he looks at that and it reminds him, oh, I need to go to Esther because Esther talks about this too. And every page of his Bible looks like that. And it was amazing to sit there and hear the wisdom come out of that guy's mouth again. And in so many ways, we put Flip up on the shelf, put him away. He's too old. People think he's too old or whatever. And uh, I just, I just bask in. I said, Flip, I've been around you a long time. I never heard you preach that before. Never heard you preach it. And he said, you know why, Coach? Because I'd never preached it before. So what? No, I'd never, I'd never preached that message before. I'm going to share a bit of that here this morning with you. Folks, I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to encourage you. that, uh, that 2024, it's no longer a time of preparation, baby. It's a time of action because I can promise you this. The other side is desperate. And the things that are coming down the road are going to be beyond what we can ever, ever imagine. Johnny, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. I love you. I appreciate your heart. I pray that you were encouraged. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate your willingness to serve. Uh, greater love is no man than this. And he would lay down his life for his friends. And I know you've done that. And I'm glad you got home safely. And sorry that you had to sleep in a room all by yourself. Johnny snores like a freight train. So the three of us <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't uh, we couldn't get in Johnny's bed. So the three of me and me and Mike had play on a mattress. He threw on the floor. The three of us slept in one room, and Johnny slept in the other. And uh, God bless you, Johnny. Appreciate all you do. Betty, come on in quickly. Quickly, we'll do it quickly. I just want to say it was uh, that was so overwhelming and encouraging. And those guys, I tell you what, I just felt so uplifted. I felt like. 40,000 pounds got off me and said, get out there and do something. Yes. It was like they took a stick and they beat my soul, my heart, my mind, and said, wake up, Betty, get your butt out there and do something. So it was great. And I was glad my son could make it. I was glad to see him there too as well, Betty. So thanks for bringing him and your, uh, your efforts of evangelism. Cause I know, I know where your heart is and, and um, man, oh man, oh man, man. Hey folks, come on, man. Come on. Well, let's, let's Let's get in the game. If the foundations be destroyed, would you guys think that the foundations are destroyed? Anybody out there think maybe they might be destroyed? What are we going to do? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That's where we are. Everywhere we look around us. Thinking about January 6th and all that crap that's going on and in uh the righteous are the ones being under under persecution. The righteous, the wicked, are seem to be getting away from everything. But I'm here to tell you, things are about to change. I want, I want to. This is lighthearted, but I want you I want to play play John. Uh, play uh, number two, John Wayne. John Wayne. Hey Clay, if I have to go visit my uncle John here, uh, you jump here and run with us, okay, buddy? <laughs> my tummy tells me that could happen at any time. It's been four days. I can't even tell you. Uh, go ahead. This is only one minute and fourteen seconds. It's an old John Wayne clip. 
I hope I don't let you down. You're planning to rob another bank? No, sir. I mean, when those 20 jumpers. You'll be all right. I don't know. I was thinking a few minutes ago that I ought to get on my horse and get out of here. Get out and never look back. Why didn't you? I couldn't. Why? I don't know. Maybe I was afraid you'd come after me. That's not the reason. It's not? I hate to have to tell you this, Ben, but whether you like it or not, you're a man. You're stuck with it. Gonna find yourself standing your ground and fighting when you ought to run. Speaking out when you ought to keep your mouth shut. Doing things that will seem wrong to a lot of people, but you'll do them all the same. You mean like talking up for me in Tucson? They were wrong. Not if I ain't all the things you think I am. Not if I turn and run. You won't. You're gonna spend the rest of your life getting up one more time and you're knocked down. So you better start getting used to it. You're gonna spend the rest of your life getting up when you got knocked down. So you better get used to it. This is our time, folks. It's, it's, it's our time. It's time for us to rise and shine. Oh my God, for the light of the Lord is shining out. It's, I feel it's in Boom. 2024. Uh, oh, we, we can't lay back now. We, we can't just continue to power. How long ago, really, how long was ago was COVID? When did COVID hit? Can anybody do a number for me? When did COVID hit? Was it December 2019? Well, they 2019. called it 19 because it hit in 19. What year is this? 24? Clay, you good at math? Can you count how many years is that, Clay? 19, 20. Five years, Coach. 23. What? This has Almost been going on years. how long? And we're Almost used five to years. We're used to five years. People still wearing masks. Still, I'm, I'm, oh man, oh man. So I got to share real quickly. I'm going to open it up because I want to hear from you guys. Uh, man, what a time to be alive. Pull up for me uh, number six, Johnny. Number six. Uh, Brian Cranford said something that uh, kind of blessed me. He was talking to the group about my sh- about our show and everything. He said, I said, Brian said, I was listening to the show yesterday, and Coach Dave's going down there, and he he's reading from the King James Bible, and you know, I'm I'm Amen and everything, Amen. And he says, then I about fell out of my chair when he starts reading from the Message Bible, <laughs> because look, folks, as I've told you many times, it ain't about the Message Bible, it ain't about the NIT, it's about the revelation of Jesus Christ to you. And sometimes he can use another person, another version, another whatever to to give you a different picture of something that you haven't seen before. And that happened. It, ha- it happened to me again. I'm going to share this with you here. This is what Flip read. Uh, one of the things Flip read this weekend that I have to confess to you. I don't know if I've ever been in the book of Haggai. Has anybody out there ever been in the book of Haggai? I I, I mean yes. Good. Well, a guy like you probably would be, Dale. God bless you. I ain't been spending time in Haggai, I'll be honest with you. And Flip starts reading through Haggai. I don't want to share that with you today. Because again, folks, we're in a time. This 2024 marks a transition. Now, it's a transition in the natural realm. But is it evidence of a transition that's really been going on for a while? Remember I tell you, the sun's coming up. Sun's coming up. It's not going down. There's a new day dawning. It's here. It's now. There's a new spiritual day. So bear with me as I read this, and then I'm going to go to the Message Bible and see if this resonates with you. Are you looking? We're not the first people to have been here, folks. This ain't the first time this has ever happened. And all across the world, rebellions and 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 tyrants and people rising up and wars. And it's not the first time. We tend to think here in America, we're the first ones to see it. In the second year of Darius the king, I stopped and thought, you mean Darius was king? I remember when uh, Eisenhower was president. How long ago was that? In the years when Nixon was president. So this very first scripture shows the passage of time, doesn't it? When was Darius king? 
in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shatiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, now, I could stop right there, because you don't know who any of those people were, that they were all important enough that it's in the Bible for all time, forever. Who? Haggai, Zerubbabel, Shatiel, governor of Judah, Joshua, the son of Josedek, Huh? These were people who had some standing. Thus spoke the Lord of hosts, saying, This people, I'm sorry, this people say, The time's not come, it's not time yet. The time the Lord's house should be rebuilt. No, it's not time yet. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet. Remember what I told you the other day what a prophet does? The prophet doesn't speak the future, although he does. The prophet speaks the oracles of God for God. So Haggai comes into this time when they're all saying, well, not time yet. All these big leaders, not time yet, boy. We go, yeah, maybe next week. No, it's not time. He's not right. Time, he's not right. And Haggai happens to walk into the room and says, oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah? Is it time for you? Oh, or is it time for you, oh, ye, to dwell in your serial houses and this house to lie waste? He's saying, is, it a, is this really the time for you to sit comfortably in your house? Slide down, Johnny. Is this the time for you to sit comfortably in your house and let your life waste away? Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Haggai says to these leaders, consider your ways. Folks, you tell me if this is not today. This is something only Flip Benham could find in the Bible, I'm telling you. It says, you've sown much and you bring in little. You eat. But you don't have enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there's none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. What's that song that that Anthony sings? Uh, oh, and, come on, somebody help me out. Northmen, north of Richmond. Northmen, north of, this is it, isn't it? The dollar ain't, the dollar ain't shit, whatever he says. This is it. We're not the first ones to be here. And so the prophet then says to those guys who are griping and moaning about the fact that everything around them is being destroyed. Then the Lord of the host of the Lord said, Hey, dudes, look at yourself, will you? Boom. Consider your ways. Go up to that mountain. Here's what the prophet says. Remember Psalm 11:3, if the foundations be destroyed. He says, Go up to that mountain, bring some wood and build the house. And I'll take pleasure in it, and I'll be like him. And I take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. I'm telling you this. The greatest move of the God is about to happen in such a way that we are going to be, he is going to be so glorified, and we are going to be so strengthened and encouraged. You see, we've been listening to those other prophets up there. All those guys sitting in high houses. Boy. He said, you look for much, and lo, it came to little. When you bought it home, I, I did blow it up. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is wasted. And you run every man unto his own house. Therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. In other words, Haggai saying, you guys have cut off the blessing. <laughs> you cut off the blessing. And now you just want to sit in your house and just be sat, fat and happy and sassy. I'm okay and you're okay. He says, oh, my goodness. And the Lord said, I called for a drought upon the land, upon the mountains, upon the corn, upon the new wine and upon the oil, upon that which the ground bringeth forth and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labors of their hands. The Lord said, I caused that to happen. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiel, well, I don't know who he is, but he must be pretty important. And Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest with all the remnant of the people, why, they obeyed the voice of the Lord, their God, and the words of Haggai the prophet. And as the Lord sent God, as the, and as the Lord, their God, had sent them, and the people did fear before the Lord. Oh, there's fear of the Lord coming, baby. 
there's fear of the Lord coming to America. Then Haggai, then spoke Haggai, the Lord's messenger, and to the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Dale Sosia. And the Lord stirred up, stirred up the spirit of Dave and and uh my brain went dead and stirred up the the of Dave Allison. There I found it. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Chad Estes. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Jeff Nell. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Myra Schneider. And the Lord stirred up the pair. Are you with me? Amen. The spirit of the remnant of the people. And they came and they did the work of the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. Boom. In the four and twentieth day of the sixth month, in the second year of Darius the king, man, Johnny, throw the message up there. Same word in the message, so maybe you can understand it a little better. On the first day, on the first day, of the sixth month, the second year in the reign of King Darius of Persia. God's message, God's message was delivered by the prophet. What's a prophet do? <laughs> Delivers the message of God, right? A, a message from God of the angel armies. The people procrastinate, the Lord said. They say, this isn't the right time to rebuild. Shortly after that, God said more and spoke Haggai. Shortly after that, God said more and Haggai spoke it. How is it? that it's the right time for you to live in your fine houses and your homes while God's temple's in a mess. And then a little later, God of the angel army spoke out again. And he asked those big folks, take a good look, good hard look at your life. Think it over, will you? You spent a lot of money. But you ain't got nothing to show for it. Keep filling your plates, but you never get filled. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking. You're always thirsty. Put on layer after layer of clothes. You can't get warm. The people who work for you, what are they getting out of it? Not much. Leaky, rusted out bucket. That's what they get. Then the God of the angel army said, take a good hard look at your life, will you? Will you take a look at yourself and think it over? And Then God said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to climb into the hills and cut yourself some timber. Bring it down and rebuild my temple. Do it just for me. Honor me. In this time where hell is breaking loose, honor me in the middle of it. You've had grand ambitions for yourself, but nothing's come of it. The little you have bought to my temple, <laughs> I've blown it away. There's nothing to it. And why? This is the message from God of the angel armies, remember. Why? Because you've run around, caught up with taking care of your own houses while my home's in ruin. That's why. Because of your stinginess. So I've given you a dry summer and a meager crop. And I've brought inflation on America and I'm jacking up the prices. And I've matched your tight-fisted stinginess by decreeing a season of drought. Drying up your fields and your hills without gardens and orchards. Vegetables won't grow. Fruit won't go. Nothing, not man or woman, not animal or crop is going to thrive. 2024, baby. Then the governor, Zerubbabel, son of Shatil, the high priest, son of Josedek, and all the people with him listened. No, no, really listened to the voice of God. They didn't just hear it. <laughs> they didn't just hear it. They heard it. They didn't just listen. They heard it. When God sent the prophet Haggai to them, they paid attention to him. Because in listening to Haggai, they honored God. And Haggai said, God's messenger preached God's message to the people. I'm with you. God's word. And this is how God got Zerubbabel, Joshua, and all the people moving, got them working on the temple, rebuilding the foundations of God. That's how he got them doing it. 
This happened on the 24th day of the sixth month in the second year of King Darius. And Flip Benham told me, I didn't know this, that the whole book of Haggai is six months. Six months of time in this whole book of Haggai, preparing the way of the Lord to restore the foundations. There's nothing new under the sun. If they could do it, then could we do it now? But we can't because we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs, sitting in our comfort, praying for the rapture. And the Lord said, you know what? You want more than anything? I want to be glorified in the midst of all this evil. I want to be glorified. I want to be high and lifted up in all this mess. Will you guys do it for me? Will you? That's 2024 from my perspective. The foundations be destroyed. What can the righteous do? I want to show you some lies and then I'm going to open it up. Go to number three. What is it about homos and LGBTQ? How'd they get so much power? Can I, can I, can I, my, my, can I give you my explanation on it? It is the absolute thumb in the finger of God to feminize the image of God, to distort the image of God. We're all created, all of us created in the image of God. And what can the devil do except what? Destroy, spit on, dare I say it, ejaculate on the image of God. That's rising. But I came across this today. I don't believe, don't ever believe statistics. Don't ever believe it. They want us to believe that 5% of U.S. adults are LGBTQ. Uh, Let me ask you this. What percentage of adults would be Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, Christ, uh, uh, Presbyterian? What percentage, would that, what percentage would that be? Can somebody tell me why they're screaming and crying for all these perverted rights and the majority won't even stand up? What good is it being the majority if you're not the majority? Respect for the minority, but say, dude, it ain't your turn. Step over here in the corner. You gonna do that stuff? Do it over here in the corner, all right? 13.9 million adults identify. How do they know that? How do they know that? And they throw those stats out there, and we want to believe those stats. Scroll on down. I'm not going to spend much time on this. I'll put it in the chat if you want to. Look at what they say 36%. Go back up there, Johnny. I'm sorry. 36%. Oh, yeah, go on down there's a map. Y'all want to know where all of them are living? There you are. There you are. How many in your state? Does anybody have any idea? Friends, can there be anything? more wicked and more perverse than the homosexual, transgender, deviant sex, destructive nature regarding the image of God. Can there be anything more wicked than that? See, we don't, we don't look at it as that though, right? We, we want to accept it. Yes, it's demonic. Yes, they're sick. Yes, they're deceived. Yes, 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 on all of that stuff. But you know, this uh, poison you take might taste good. It's still poison. Because we've become so confused on what it means to be a Christian and whether we're supposed to stand up and push back or whether or not we're supposed to rebuild the foundations of the earth. Are we supposed to rebuild the foundations? Are we supposed to? Because if the foundations are destroyed, the Lord doesn't say, if the foundations are destroyed, just throw up your hands and pray for the rapture. Since the foundations have been destroyed, what you going to do? That has to be our focus in 2024. Betty, come on in. I'm going to open it up a little bit because I got a feeling I'm going to have to leave in a minute. You know what I'm talking about. Go ahead, Betty. Myra, go ahead, Myra. Coach, in regard to glorifying the Lord Jesus, 1 Corinthians 10, 29 through 31, it is written, I do not mean thine own conscience, but that others for what is my liberty judge by another's man's conscience. For if by grace be a partaker, what is evil spoken of me for that of which I give thanks? 
whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Chris Melvin, come on in, Chris. Amen. You have to unmute. Keep working on it, Chris. Dave out. Dave or Sherry, come on in. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, Dave. Uh, of course, it goes back to remember this. I want to remind people of this. When you see the uh, the gay pride flag flying, what that represents is not virtue signaling. It's virtueless signaling. It's telling people we have no virtue here whatsoever, and we stand with this debauchery. Just remember no that. When you see that flag, that's virtueless signaling. But the reason why the church is struggling, Coach, and like it, the Lord reminded me, when the majority of the people go to public school and they've been taught tolerance and taught to accept these things, that, that flows into the church. The, the pastor has no chance to, to combat what they've been learning for five days a week to come in and sit down for 15 minutes and try to change their mind. Amen. And so Amen. that's infiltrated. They've used the schools to infiltrate the church with these carnal-minded folks. Amen. But when you see the gay pride flag, that's virtueless signaling. Amen. No virtue, right? Or as my buddy said, when uh, I, I think I told you guys this, I took the, uh, to the, we went to the gay pride parade, and he took a picture of one man, cartoon picture, of one man mounting another man. You get that, get that in the picture, right? And the top of the sign, it said, no pride. We were at the gay pride parade. Folks, there is no pride in that act. It is the most, it is the most submissive, humbling, denigrating thing that a man could ever do to another man. It's a total, complete sign of conquering, right? That's folks, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's what rape is. And submitting to that, think what that says about a man. When he submits to that, I know this is harsh. I know, I know your pastor won't talk about it. We need to talk about it. Glenn, come on in. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to 1984. I, I'm yes. sorry, uh, 2024. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 you know, I was listening to a message by Matt Truell over the weekend, and he was uh, his message was the state of the nation and the state of the church. And he said something, I thought, this, is, this has got to be the theme for 2024. He said, my New, York, my New Year's Eve resolution is this. It's the same as it's been for the last 10 years. Forment rebellion against lawless governments. Let me say that again. Forment rebellion against lawless governments. And I was thinking about uh, the video, um, uh, the video that... Uh, that was recently done about the declarations. Uh, and I thought, boy, that's, this all fits together. This all fits together. We need to continue to go out to the courthouses and the schools right. and the city council in the, you know, the city hall and positions continue to do the declarations. That's right. That, the, the positions of what appears to be worldly authority. Yeah, Glenn, one of the things I wrote down, hang on, I'm, I'm just, I want you to kiss, don't go away. Stay, stay right there, Glenn. One of the things I wrote down here on my notes today, the Holy Spirit gave me this morning, is it's time to end top-down government. We're under top-down government. We're under top-down government in our culture, in our society, in our churches. Everywhere you go, the people in in on top are in charge. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So if the Lord's in charge, I'm free. Yeah. Amen. And, you know, Randy, thank you for putting that together. And uh, if we'd all just get in unison on that, um, uh, we can make a big splash. Well, Glenn, we're going to make a big splash in 2024. 2024, uh, something, something's happening. Something's happening. We better gear up, baby. Uh, and, time and, just, just, and let me just say this. You know, we're, it's, it's really fomenting rebellion according to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not, man. They're not. So, so 
that's one of the things that I presented uh, to the to the street preachers down there. How to be more proactive, more proactive. Can can a street preacher do more than just street preach? Can a street preacher who loves to go out and serve the Lord, the courage it takes to be a street preacher, Jeff, now, I, golly, well, can those same group of street preachers get together and go together and street preach and stake and prophetically reclaim for the cause of Christ? See, I think we haven't begun to think that way. And I want to credit Randy for coming up with that initiative to, to, to begin to do that. Actually, it wasn't even Randy. It goes on beyond him to reclaim our territory in 2024. We just read about it. The foundations just are destroyed. What are we going to do? What do you do in your own house if your foundation starts to sink? You just move to the other side of the house? Or do you rebuild it? That's where we are. That's where we are. Denny, Brian, come on in, Denny. A couple quick things. Uh, I have multiple Bible studies here at house. And the one thing I always tell them is to remember one thing is, number one, God changes from the inside out. The church tries to change it from the outside in. <laughs> and that's why we have uh, so many of the problems. The second thing is that a Bible st- prior meeting I was at one night, and I went up to these ladies afterwards, and they just they kind of gossiping about stuff. I said, Christians don't really truly believe in hell. I mean, how could we be happy and enjoy life knowing your brother, your sister, your daughter, or son, or grandchild, and your friends might be going to hell, you know? I mean, you know, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm going, I don't see the Christians even bothered by it in general. general. Don't care enough to tell them about right? Don't even care enough to tell them. Well, you know, when I first got six, seven and a half years ago, I had a line of people here visiting, and now I started preaching so much and having so much stuff. I don't have my four or five people a week that come by here. <laughs> it's, it sends them out. <laughs> it does, brother. The truth hurts, right? The truth yeah, hurts. Right. That's what, uh, pull Matthew 5 real quick, and then, Randy, once you jump in here. Matthew 5, Johnny, pull that up there. <clears throat> this is this is the word of encouragement that I gave to the, to the street preachers, because I'm going to tell you, everybody hates the street preacher. <laughs> everybody hates the street preacher. Going down verse 13, I think it was John. 513. Folks, this is not the gospel they're preaching to us today, but this is a gospel we have to uh, go. I'm sorry, start at 11. Start at 11. <clears throat> blessed are you when men shall revile you. You guys want to be blessed? Y'all want a blessing out there? Want a New Year's blessing? Well, blessed are you when men shall revile you, persecute you, and say, Oh, enter of evil, a manner of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. Do you get that, friends? Do you get that? Do you get that when you go out and you are being persecuted, do you understand there's a cha-ching in heaven, cha-ching on your account? Not that we're doing it for our heavenly account, but there's a cha-ching. There's a cha-ching. That's when you're blessed. You're not blessed when you get a new house. You're not blessed when you get a new car. You're not I mean, you are. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking spiritual blessings, spiritually blessings in heavenly places. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted the prophets which before you, you are the sugar of the earth. And you're just the sweetest guy that ever came down the pike. And everybody's going to love you. And they're all going to come to your funeral. And everybody's going to say wonderful things about you. No! No, the foundations be destroyed. We're gonna need some mud diggers. We're gonna need some guys. Some we're gonna need some basement men. You know what I'm talking about? It's gonna be dirty work, and people ain't gonna applaud applaud it. But if we don't restore the foundation, nothing else we do matters. Come on in, Randy. I love you, Randy. Come on in. Yeah, Coach. I want to. This is a great. This is great, Coach. This is. Uh, I love the Book of Ezra and Nehemiah because it's the second. They're building the second temple. God is showing us a template in this, Coach. In the natural, He always does it in the natural first, in the spiritual. So we're we're in the time, Coach. I really believe this. The church worldwide, not just in our nation, but is in this time. It, this picture. This is type and shadow, and. 
you, you have to lay the foundations and then build on it. What did they do? They went in there and they built this the wall back and they built the gates and they got it secure. Then, then they started building, working on the temple. Then they started, then they brought the law back in. So, you know, you know, we, we've been for 40 years, coach, we've been on grace, 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 grace. Not, there's been no teaching on the law on God's, on his just, that's right. That's right. The, the Jesus, he, it, in him, he didn't destroy the law and the prophets. He fulfilled them. Yes, it, they are still in him. So yes, we, we don't, think it's all over we have to understand coach that the law god's law is the schoolmaster it's the schoolmaster but but coach it's not the mosaic law where we have the do's and don'ts it's it's the beauty of the law that when you keep it you see the blessings of god in everything you do it, it's that it's the the overall law and and it's so what i'm saying getting to coach is if we laid that law back on the September 17th, which is the very same day, almost within a day or two, of when the law was brought back to the second temple in the day of Ezra and Nehemiah. We, I didn't plan this, Coach. It just happened to ha happen. After, and afterward, Craig told me, man, you know that was the day when yeah. they just happened. And I, and I said, well, I didn't plan it that way. It's like we didn't plan it to go down to the Guidestones, Coach, on the day that we did. But God yeah. took us down there. Because he, we're in a template, we're, if and that's a confirmation that we're in His will, that we're doing it. We're in His timing. We're in the time and the space of God. That's how you know you're with Him. But so it's go time. The coach, it's not, it wasn't accidental. It wasn't co coincidence. It was providential. And these decrees that we're bringing forward today, Coach, they are providential. This is how we can take it back. It's, it's, it's the action. God says, just go do it. I'm doing it, but I want you to be part of it. It's, if we it's, could see time, this, baby. it's, it's, it's life changing to our nation. 2024 is go time. It's go time. Go ye in all the world. Teach them Amen. to observe all I've commanded you. Go time. It's go time. Burn Amen. It Craig, while we wait on Bernie. Right, Bernie, go ahead. I got you. Go. Craig. Well, just to, you know, uh, reaffirm what Randy was saying. We got to read this coach and applying it to us. Okay. The sixth month. Okay. Is, is the month of the lul. It's a, it's a time of being in repentance for the beginning of what they would call Tishri one, which is when the calendar changes, which was what we just did. We just did right. last week, right? right? Okay. So when this was going on and it says in the 24th day of the sixth month, let's let's put that to where we are last year. That would have been uh, September 10th, September 11th this year, right? And that's when a, a great falling happened back in 2001 was September 11th, okay? And, you know, Re uh, Randy had a call, you know, right at that last, that was like a week before he said, okay, we're all going to get together. We're going to have one more phone call. He, he did that that weekend. And then guess what? The very next weekend, you know, September 16th and 17th, boom, we're out at the, uh, the courts. Right. Yep. Uh, and that is called Tishri one. Well, you know, when I was talking to Randy about this, I said, you know, what's really prophetic about what you're doing. Uh, do you remember where you were on Tishri one and, uh, September of 2022, coach, and 40 of us were. Where were we? At Gettysburg. Oh, my goodness. And we were calling on a calling to the people to be in that year of repentance. Mm. So, in God's calendar, we started 2022 in a year of repentance, calling on the people to, to repent for six things. And the very next year, we're at the 12 courthouses. Uh, across the country on, God, on God's calendar. <laughs> not, not. Something's going on here. Something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there telling me I got to beware. Come on in. Bernie, can you get in? Joe Allen, come on in. And then so the, I've got to run. So the, I've got to run for a second. <laughs> Pardon me. Go ahead. So the word is encouragement for today. So I'm taking the flag. I'm going to go around this city, and I'm going to the largest 
overpass and I'm flying a flag in my military garb. Encouragement. Hey, producer, pull up, pull up John 6. I'm going to read from 43 to 40, 45. Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and there shall be all taught of God, and every man therefore has heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Though it's street preaching, we get a lot of negativity, but on the other side, people cry. When they hear the word of God and the Holy Spirit draws them in, I mean, they become weak and they hit the deck. So there is a very positive side when it comes to preaching the word of God. It can be effective in how it's applied. So I'm going to have to, there is encouragement and not so much negativity, but there is ways that God draws them in. I mean, one real quick story is I was pulling my wagon with the Bible in it, and I talked to her on the street. She was mad at God and all this kind of stuff, and and I, I left in good graces. Three years later, she came to First Southern Baptist Church after three years after preaching the Word of God to the individual. So praise hey, God, the, the positivity of the Word of God. Plant seeds, plant seeds, brown cow, come on in. Pull up, uh, hey, hey uh, Johnny, pull up Aaron Lewis there for me. Go ahead. Hi, good morning and happy new year um, to all. Um, I just wanted to say this. I, I think we, we, we are so upset, angry, mad, hurt, because uh, we, we expect that the leadership of this country will do what's right. And I, I'm always reminded that, uh, from the Bible that um, God, when, when there is godly leadership, people doing what is right, the yep. people rejoice and yes, an ungodly leadership, um, the, the people mourn. And that's why we are mourning so deeply, um, you know, and, you know, coach, and, and it's not that hard because the, the, the commandments, the 10 commandments will always stand commandment and they stand in two commandments, one through five. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Commandments 6 through 10. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yes, so ma'am. the 10 commandments wrapped in two. But, but we have to remember, though, we have to remember, even though in our sometimes despair, depression, and all of that, we have to remember that the Bible is written to believers. Old Testament to the Israelites, New Testament to the Gentiles and all who would believe in Jesus, including those Israelites. So we we can't expect that ungodly leadership will do what's right, and especially um, with the with sodomy and all of this uh, perversion, sexual perversion. Um, anyone that's involved in that, your mind is not right. You don't you can't think straight because you you're physically you you have your body uh, 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 in, in a hellish place, but you may not realize it. Now the devil knows it, of course, because yeah. he's got you there, but. I think what we have to do again, continue to pray and not just constantly say, "Oh, God is God is in control. God is in control." Yes, God is in control, but this without works is dead. And so, Coach, I just want to thank you for uh, for this uh, platform and that you draw. You know, God is using you to draw us together so that we can pray for one another and we can take a stand and not just sit in the corner and cry. Amen. So I just want to thank you for that. It's <laughs> If the foundations be destroyed in the middle of a football game, if they continue to run off tackle, the coach is going to say, won't somebody do something about that? Isn't that where we are? Won't somebody do something about it? So last night, as, as Craig as Craig explained, we saw in the natural, a natural marker of a new beginning, a new day dawning. And I think that we need to understand that it's even deeper than that. Even deeper than that, 2024, 2024. What is it about 2024 
Steve Deck would add those numbers up and say it's eight. And eight certainly means something good. But good doesn't always mean fun. And good doesn't always mean comfortable. But something good is about to happen. It was good that Christ went to the cross. Oh, it was good. It wasn't good for him. But it's good, right? Eight. Thank you, Tyler. Eight means we are moving into a, a period of exposing of the truth like we have never seen. And the Bible says if the foundations are destroyed, what the heck are we going to do about it? Buckle up, baby. We are in for it for sure. God bless you. See you tomorrow.